Building a personal brand is the best way to have people know who you are, what you stand for, and what are the things that you should be an expert in. What are you a thought leader in? Because it's usually going to open up opportunities for you. It's going to have a lot of people knocking on your door to ask you questions, to give you opportunities. And that's exactly where we want to be, right? Hey, my name is Ariana, and as an immigrant, wife, young mother, and multi-passionate professional, I currently spend my days trying to figure out this crazy and unpredictable thing called life. After a few chaotic years learning from my mistakes in my early 20s, I've now struck that balance with full-time work at a fabulous tech company and a startup coaching business I run from home. So here we are, making the best of life curveballs and optimizing our opportunities. We talk about all things career, business, money, life, and mistakes and maybe even an after-hour conversation or two. So grab your coffee and pour your wine, and let's get inspired to embrace your weird, all while learning workshop style. The breakout session is about to begin. This is the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Side Hustle Experience. I'm Ariana, your host, and I am so excited to chat with you today about how to build a strong personal brand online. This is such a great topic and one of my favorite to chat about because personal branding is just something that everybody needs, specifically now. If you didn't realize after 2020 that having an online presence is just going to be crucial for your career, for your business, for your life. I don't know what to tell you. And there's just so many reasons why you should be creating a personal brand online that I'm going to get into it in a little bit in the show, but I'm so excited to chat about this today because personal branding is one of those intangible things that no one can really touch. You cannot really tell what it is until you're actually in it, when you're doing it, when people are able to decipher it, because it's something that people can perceive of you. It's not going to be something that people can touch. It's not going to be something that people can technically see, but they will sense it. They will know what it is once you're in it, which is why sometimes it's very hard to come up with the idea of how to create a personal brand. But if I do say so myself, I think I've become one of those people that's known for creating a personal brand online. And from there, there has been so many job opportunities, so many clients coming for my business and so many opportunities for me to be a guest in someone else's podcast. There's just so many opportunities that come from it. And it's really not complicated at all. It's not like you have to be creating content every single time. You do not have to become a content creator if you want to create a personal brand, but you do have to know where to be in online places. Creating a personal brand is the new way of going to a networking event, shaking hands and giving people your business card, giving people your resume. Building a personal brand is the best way to have people know who you are, what you stand for, and what are the things that you should be an expert in. What are you a thought leader in? Because it's usually going to open up opportunities for you. It's going to have a lot of people knocking on your door to ask you questions, to give you opportunities. And that's exactly where we want to be, right? Whether you're a job seeker, a side hustler, or somebody who's trying to take your side hustle full-time, having a personal brand is going to be key. Not only key but it's going to be absolutely essential and necessary. So what is a good personal brand without a story, right? I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story of how I started with my personal brand so that you can understand that it's not a linear trajectory. Building a personal brand is exactly 
how it is to build a career or your life. It's just a journey. It's going to have up and downs. It's going to be times where you're going to be testing things out to see what it is exactly that you feel comfortable with. What are your areas of expertise and how you can demonstrate those abilities to the world for everybody to know what it is that you're good at. So I'll start by immigrating to the United States. I came here when I was 15 years old. And so I'm mentioning that because it has a lot to do with the decisions I've made in my life, having those immigrant values. And I am as multifaceted and multi-passionate as they get. Obviously, that's the reason why we are doing this podcast, to be able to have a community of multifaceted and multi-passionate professionals that want to come together to skyrocket and boss up their careers, but also to launch that business if that's what you want, to be able to make that full-time income in part-time hours. If you're ambitious, that is why I created this podcast. And so I think it goes without saying that I am super multi-passionate. And so to get into the whole personal branding aspect of things of how I started, I changed majors five times in college. (laughs) That is how multi-passionate I am. And the reason I am making that an emphasis and a caveat is because sometimes when you are multi-passionate, you think you cannot have a personal brand because personal branding, as I mentioned in the beginning, is something that you want to be known for. But hey, I'm here, I'm raising my hand, I'm multi-passionate, I'm still known for certain things. I still have a strong personal brand that people know me as. And I'm going to tell you what that is in a little bit, but I just want to give you that caveat and that that mental note for you to know that it's okay to be personal. It's okay to build a personal brand while you are multi-passionate. So aside from me switching majors five times in college, I've switched industries four times, which is something that I've now become known for, for switching tons of industries. And it's something that fascinates a lot of people. That is part of my personal brand is being able to really teach people how to do the same, how to switch industries, how to switch careers, how to start over. That is part of my personal brand. And so back in 2016, I was in a super boring job. (laughs) I liked my job, but I didn't love my job. And I know that there was something missing there. And so I started looking for ideas to keep myself busy. That was back when I was just married. I didn't have kids, obviously, because once you have kids, there's no more boredom. (laughs) There's a lot to do. I became an avid YouTube watcher. And I used to watch tons of YouTube videos for makeup and fashion and a lot of vlogging. And if you remember the times where Carly Bible was coming up and Jacqueline Hill, Kathleen Lights, all of the people here who know all those people, let me know by going over to Instagram and shooting me a DM at the Side Hustle Experience. I'm happy to connect with you there. And so I fell in love with everything that had to do with that artistic end of makeup artistry. And so what do you do? I went ahead and got a certification in makeup artistry. And I know that this is kind of going in a different direction, but bear with me because I'm going to really tie it with a knot to tell you exactly why I'm telling you this story. And I got my certification and I started doing makeup for people. And I started doing makeup videos on YouTube. And that is exactly what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do those YouTube videos. Then people started reaching out for me to do makeup for them. And I was doing makeup for weddings and special events. And then I quickly realized that I was not enjoying waking up at 3 a.m. on a Saturday to go to a wedding. I mean, who would, right? And I realized that although I was making decent money, you know, I was here and there going almost every other weekend to a wedding, I just did not enjoy having to leave my cozy warm bed at 3 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, especially when it was snowing or raining. I live in the Northeast, so we do have a lot of changes with our seasons. 
And so I quit on the makeup artistry piece of things, but I continue to do the YouTube journey thing. Like I continue to update videos and then things got hard. You work full time and doing YouTube videos is just way too time consuming. Sometimes you go into it not thinking that it takes a lot of work, but it is a full-time job to do that if you really want to do it consistently. And so I fell off the bandwagon here and there. I was not consistent at all. And that really made my growth stagnant, which then made me think, why am I wasting time on this? I'm not seeing any growth. I don't see any advantages of me doing it. And so I just completely dropped it. Fast forward to 2019, that is when I became a mom for the first time. And I switched my content here and there because I just usually go with the flow of what people are asking me, what are people interested in hearing from me, things like that. I've always had that content creator in me without knowing it. I've always been a content creator at heart and I didn't really know that. The reason why I'm telling you that is because sometimes we just don't know what we want to do. As multi-passionate people, sometimes it's hard for us to come up with an idea of what it is that we want to do. And so the best way, the best tip that I can give you there is to turn to the people whom you trust, your friends, your family, your spouse, your siblings, whoever it is that can give you advice on what you're good at. What are the things that people come to you to ask all the time? What are the things that people want to pick your brain on? And so I started talking about motherhood and my journey as a working mother and all of that good stuff. But then I realized that I liked talking about that, but not in a public manner because being a mother is really not glamorous at all. There's just a lot of up and downs and I just didn't enjoy putting that side of my life out there. I was not as comfortable to provide that type of insight into who I am personally, right? So I decided to quit on that. And then later in 2019, I was helping a colleague of mine just redo their resume. They were done with that job and they wanted to look elsewhere. And so I offered to help them with their resume. I did a little bit of coaching. And that's the thing. I didn't know I was coaching. So this friend asked me, hey, do you do consulting on the side? And I looked at him really puzzled. I was like, I don't. (laughs) What do you mean? So they said, well, I think that you are a great coach. I just love the way that you helped me come up with ideas and the way that you helped me look for jobs. And I just didn't know how to interview. And you just ask powerful questions to make me really understand where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to do things? And I think that you would be a great coach. I've had a coach before and you have great qualities for that. And then I said, hmm, coaching, that is interesting. I've never heard of it before. I started just doing research on what career coaching was, and I fell into the rabbit hole of just researching everything and anything that had to do with coaching. I went ahead and got a coach myself because I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to launch a business. I didn't know how to find clients. I didn't know anything of anything. So I decided to hire a coach. She was a side hustle coach at the time, and she started off as a career coach herself, turned into a side hustle coach, and then she helped me launch my business. And so the way that I did that was by just doing an inventory of all the social media platforms and where was my ideal audience. And the answer to that was LinkedIn. LinkedIn was where my ideal audience was because obviously if you think of looking for a job, you're building that career portfolio, you think of LinkedIn, right? So I'm like, you know what? If people are looking for jobs, they're most likely going to be on LinkedIn. If they're looking for career coaches, most likely they're going to be on LinkedIn. So I started going onto LinkedIn but I was scared. I was scared to create my own content. And so I started off very slow by just commenting on people's stuff and asking questions on the DM and just connecting with people here and there very casually. And 2020 happened. Oh my goodness. I feel like we all have that little break on our journeys. I was still working my full-time job, but March came around and unfortunately my company was a startup, very small, and they could not afford to keep me on payroll. 
I decided to go on my own. You know, I had a little bit of savings and said, you know, right now we really don't know what's going on. I have a small child at home. I really just didn't feel comfortable going back to work. And I had the privilege of staying home because my husband was still doing his business and getting a lot of clients. And so we were able to kind of keep me home for a little bit in the year of 2020. But with that, I realized that a lot of my prospective clients were just not interested in spending money on career coaching because they were either getting furloughed or laid off or their companies were closing down. And so people were just in a panic. One thing did come up though, where tons of people in my network reached out to me and asked me, hey, I know that you were doing career coaching and that was kind of being a success for you. I just want to learn how to launch my own business on the side. I still have a job, but I want to learn how to not have all of my eggs in one basket. And I think you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) So that is where the idea of doing business coaching came around because that is exactly what people needed from me. That is where my areas of expertise lied at the moment. Although I wasn't an expert in it, I still was able to teach people how to set up their business, how to show up online to find their first clients, how to put together their coaching packages and things like that, because that's exactly what I had just done and had put together a framework that was proven to work with the clients that I had helped in 2019. I was able to onboard my first client, which by the way, she will be a guest here in the show very, very soon. Her name is June. She is a badass career coach who shows up on LinkedIn almost every single day. And she has a lot of gems to share. So if you're interested in learning more about that, make sure to go ahead and find her on LinkedIn. Her name is June Coloroso, and I will link that in the show notes as well. But she was the first client that I ever had as a side hustle coach. And I was helping her start up her own career coaching business, which now has super successful. She's become one of JobScan top voices to follow on LinkedIn. She's been recognized as a finalist on career coaches to follow on LinkedIn. She's been in, in Business Insider. I mean, I can just go on and on and on. And all of that was due to the coaching that I did with her and just the way that she shows up and just creates her content and connects with people. I had her as a client in early 2020. And then as many of us, I just kind of went into a shell because I just did not know what was happening with the coronavirus. There was just so much unknown. There was just so much in the air. And I just felt super uncomfortable with everything that was going on. I just didn't feel like my mental state was in the right place for me to show up online. And that is when I went into hiding. (laughs) And all of this is going to be very, very important to the topics of building your own personal brand and how that's going to build you up and how that's going to help you with your career aspirations. I went into hiding because of everything that was happening with COVID-19. And I did have a few clients here and there, but I was just in the dark. I was not showing up anywhere. I was not doing much. People just came to me privately wanting me to do some coaching with them. And so I did. And all of that was because of all of the personal branding stuff I had done through LinkedIn and Instagram, where although I was not currently active in those social media platforms, people were still able to go and read my articles and read my posts and watch my videos. And people still connected with me. And that's what push them to contact me and be able to work with me. So that is the importance of building a personal brand that even though you're not currently active or showing up, people still think of you when they have something to work through, when they have an issue that they need to resolve. And in this case was either career coaching or business coaching. And I got lucky on that sense. I didn't know I was creating a personal brand. It was just me showing up and giving people advice, giving people tips, just telling them everything that I knew as a recruiter, as a human resource professional, as a side hustler, as a mom that was working full time. Hey there. 
If you are enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show reach more multi-passionate professionals, and it gives me feedback on what direction to take future episodes. I have linked a tutorial on how to do so in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Now that we have kind of gotten that story a little bit out of the way, well, how do you actually build a personal brand and how do you do so when you just feel lost? And this goes back to being multi-passionate, right? Sometimes you just feel like you just don't know how to pick a lane. You don't know how to stay in focus. And so here's the things I did for myself that really helped me create a personal brand of being the career coach who helps people build personal brands, who help people from underrepresented communities land their roles a lot quicker, and also help people launch their own side hustles to make more money, to not have all of their eggs in one basket, and for those ambitious people who are looking to do more with their lives. So the first thing I did was do a personal inventory of the things that I was interested in in that moment. In that moment, I was interested in continuing to support my community with providing career coaching, looking at their resumes, helping them to interview, how to network, how to present themselves in a positive way so that they can land that role that they're looking for. And then that evolved into other things, but that's initially how everything started. And sometimes when I got stuck, I was like, I don't know what my superpower is. I would ask people around me, people whom I trust, said, hey, if you were to recommend me to somebody, what would you recommend me for? That's a good question to ask. And if you don't want to ask them face-to-face, you can do a Google form and put a few questions in there to have people whom you trust fill it out and let it be anonymous so people feel more confident and comfortable on putting the information they need to put in that form. So that's number two. First, do a personal inventory of the things you believe you're good at. And if you get stuck or really just are not sure if those are really things that you're good at, ask other people around you. So trust your inner circle to ask these questions. The third thing I want to mention is that personal branding is nothing more than just how people perceive you. So once I understood that, I'm saying, hmm, how do people perceive me outside of my inner circle and outside of myself? So that's when I turned into people who were in my community that really didn't know me one-to-one or personally. I would ask them, say, hey, what do you think I do? What do you think I offer? What are the things you believe I could be an expert in? Those are the main three things I did to come up with my personal brand. And then I'm going to tell you about these two quotes. They have always lived with me. They always make it in my presentations and workshops because they are just such a good example of what a personal brand is. And he goes, people forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And that is a quote by Maya Angelou, one of my favorite writers in the whole world. And then another one is by Jeff Bezos. And this one I discovered through a case study at school when I was back in undergrad doing my business degree. Jeff Bezos said that personal branding is what people say about you when you leave the room. Let that sink in. That's how simple personal branding is. That's it. So simple. What do you want people to say when you are not around? And then you reverse engineer. I want people to know me as the career coach for multi-passionate professionals that are from the represented groups trying to land roles faster and make more money. Okay, great statement. Now, how do I make people believe that that's who I am? How do I make people perceive me as that career coach? Then I break it down into smaller topics. And those are what I called content pillars or brand pillars of the things that you're going to be talking about. Again, this doesn't mean that you have to be a content creator. 
It means that if you were to have content pillars or brand pillars about job search, salary negotiations about networking, try to find people who are already talking about those things and engage with their content. Give your personal thoughts around that. Give them ideas. Try to take the approach of the devil's advocate when they're saying something that you might not agree with. You have to put in your two cents because people need to know how you think. What are the critical things that you agree with and the things that you don't agree with? Put them together and comment on people's stuff. Send them messages. Come up with articles that you can reference, data points that you can talk about. So now let's move on into this one question that I wrote down. And it's, well, how do you build a personal brand when you're multi-passionate? Question of the year, right? And the way that I answered this was by, well, that's exactly what I did. I'm super multi-passionate. I was still able to create this personal brand of mine where people think of me when they need help with their resumes, when they need help with their LinkedIn profile, when they need help with interview skills, when they need help negotiating their salary, when they need help trying to find a role that they would be good at according to their personality and skills and background and experience. Unintentionally, I've also become the person whom people come to when they need help launching their side hustle because I've been doing it for almost two years now, successfully being able to still show up online, although I have a personal relationship with my employer and not get fired. (laughs) So unintentionally, I've become that person where people come to me for those questions, which is why I didn't want to leave that audience outside of this podcast because I know how important it is for those people to also learn how to do the same exact thing I did, how to make it successful. So that's what I did. Another thing that you can think of if you are a multi-passionate person trying to build a personal brand is that you have to be willing to try all of your avenues of interest. Sometimes we get into our heads and we just start researching and learning and we forget to take action, which is the most important thing that you can think of. You know, clarity comes from action. If you don't take action and do what it is that you think you're interested in, where you're never going to know if you're really interested in it or it's just a thought. You're not going to know if it's because somebody else is doing it and it looks cool and then you think you want to do it. But if you don't do it, then there's no point. So you have to be willing to try out these avenues of interest. You have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and ask for advice, ask for feedback. But in order for you to receive that feedback, you have to test out your interests. You have to be willing to introduce new things to people whom you trust, to people whom you think you can serve. And the way that this works as a job seeker is that you want to build a personal brand within your area of interest. So let's say that you are a multi-passionate professional who has many hobbies and many interests, but you do software engineering. Well, the way that you build your personal brand is by talking about all areas of software engineering. There's so many. Backend, full stack, front end, infrastructure, machine learning, algorithms, Android, app developments. I'm sure you don't do all of those, but they interest you and you want to learn more about it. And the way to do this is by creating portfolios in tech places, going to hackathons, writing articles about those interests of yours. And that is how you're going to build a personal brand that's going to differentiate you from everybody else applying for the software engineering roles. Create a website and write it from scratch with your coding and make it look awesome. And use that as your portfolio for people to see. That is how you build a personal brand as a job seeker. But you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to actually try those things out. 
just because you're not a personal brand, just because you're not a business, just because you're not selling something doesn't mean that you shouldn't be online showing up for yourself to create that perception of who you are. Because let me tell you something, the internet exists and it had existed for so many years now, for 20 plus years. The perception of you is out there. So you want to be able to control that narrative. You want to be able to be the person in front of that personal brand. And the way that you own it is by putting the information that you want out there with your name on it. Okay, so now let's talk about how you actually create those avenues to become the personal brand that you want to represent and have out there for everybody to know about. There's LinkedIn, there's TikTok, there's blogging, there are other platforms if you are more of a technical person in the job search journey. There's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's podcasting. There's so much. <laughs> there is so much. I've run out of fingers. I preferred the going to LinkedIn because that's where a lot of my job seekers are. So if you are a job seeker listening to this, that is probably where I would go into in the beginning. Again, sometimes people get scared because they say, well, that's very visible. My manager will see it and my coworkers. Here's the thing. Think of the reason why you want to be on LinkedIn to begin with. Think of the reason why you want to create a personal brand to begin with. Once you have your whys and the reasons behind that, you'll be able to put a case together to present to your manager, to present to your coworkers. If the topic were to come up, they were asking like, what are you doing on LinkedIn? Like, are you looking for a job? You can tell them, no, I'm not. I'm building a personal brand. And I think that this is very beneficial for this company for XYZ reasons. And so try to find out what is it exactly that the company is trying to do. Every company wants personal branding for themselves. Every company wants free advertisement. Every company wants their employees to represent them in a good way. So why not represent yourself as the best candidate out there? So that they know that they're getting the best talent. Let me know if that's resonating because I, I'm actually just thinking of all of the things that I didn't know about when I first started, all of the things that I didn't have the guts to talk about at my job. Because in reality, if you think about it, I attract a lot of potential customers and a lot of potential employees to the job that I'm working at just by presenting myself with a personal brand. Because it's like, oh, that company is so cool. They let Diana do all of that stuff in social media. I want to be there too. You have to always be thinking ahead and understanding that the company just wants something that's going to benefit them. So if you're able to present that with data, with some sort of backup history of why you think that this is important to you and them, you won't have any issues. And then, you know, as a job seeker, you also want to be able to have a personal brand, not only for your current employer, but for future employers, because that's usually how people are found. That's how I've gotten my jobs by being present online, engaging with people, making connections, meeting people. That is how it starts. So you have to, I know that it's hard in the beginning. I'm a huge introvert, so I know how hard it is. But you have to start because at the end of the day, that's all you have with you. If your employer lets you out tomorrow, they close their doors. I mean, we just saw everything that happened in 2020. So you don't want to kind of be caught with your pants down again. Build a personal brand so that if something were to happen at your current job, you have at least connections and other people that can aid you or that can tell you, hey, I need help with this or I need help with that. Would you come and consult with me? Would you come and interview for this job? So that is why I chose LinkedIn because at the end of the day, that's where my audience was. That's where I wanted to be because that's where I would be the most visible for all angles. Job seeking, business building, connections, community. I am on TikTok now as well. Side hustle experience, shameless blog. And I create very quick digestible content for job seekers. 
Because for LinkedIn, it requires a little bit more thought, a little bit more time. I like to write things out on LinkedIn. On TikTok, it's just the videos. And I'm able to just kind of give you a quick response of the things that you have questions on. So go and follow us there if you don't do that already. We have a great community that's building out there. It's a lot of fun. So how do you start out on LinkedIn? Let's say that you actually want to use LinkedIn as your preferred platform to create your personal brand. I started out for a whole year and a half without creating content at all. Or let me correct that. On LinkedIn, liking, commenting, sharing, that's all considered content by the platform. So you are in luck because you will be a content creator just by commenting on other people's stuff. You don't have to create your own content if you don't feel comfortable with that yet. And that's how I started. For a whole year and a half, I built this community of people who remembered me, who knew who I was because I was always popping on their content. And who doesn't want engagement on their content? They appreciate that. They appreciate you putting your two cents into the conversation to providing feedback and your thoughts. They want that because it gives them more boost in the algorithm. It boosts them in a way that other people are going to see their content more. So that's how I started, by just commenting on people's stuff. And then when I was ready to post my own stuff, I just received this flow of love and support by this community that I had already support for a whole year and a half. Another way that you can do this is by creating articles. And articles are a little bit less public, a little less out there. If you're really not comfortable just putting yourself for everybody else to see, you can create an article and it's technically like a blog that lives within LinkedIn, but people really have to kind of scroll and click places to find it if you don't publish it directly into your feed. I think that writing articles is such a great way as a job seeker to talk more in depth about the things that you are an expert in. It's one thing to put it in your resume, but it's another to see it in action. By seeing you rationalize the ways that you do things and the reasons behind that. And let me tell you something. I had a bad experience once with one of my jobs by being on LinkedIn. I'm not going to lie to you. I did have a really bad experience there, but you need to know how to handle those situations in case they come up. I had a person at my company, which one of the higher-ups, who sent me a message saying that they were concerned about my presence on LinkedIn, considering that I seem to be very active there. And they were concerned about me being loyal to the company or something along those lines. Super ridiculous and immature. So I prepared a message letting them know that I never post during work hours in case they needed to know that. And that what I do on my social media platforms are not a violation of policy and or the handbook that I signed. This is why you need to be very clear and understanding of the rules, what it is that's allowed, what's not allowed. And I was never putting the company in a bad light. I was never doing inappropriate things. I was seriously just helping out the community on how to land jobs. Talking about the industry, news, anything that was coming up, talking about the trends, giving people just some ideas of how to come out of this funk from 2020, how to land a role after being unemployed for 18 months. And so if your manager or your boss or whoever it is doesn't vibe with that, then maybe it's just that sign you needed to know that you need to get out of there and find a place that's more willing to accept the times. We live in a new era now. It's not the 1950s anymore. And if somebody's not okay with that, then maybe it's time to move on. Maybe it's time to launch your own side hustle so that one day potentially you can be your own boss. There's so many opportunities, so many. And I want to leave this podcast by telling you three things that kind of stay with me every time I think about my personal brand. And one of these things is start before you're ready. 
I was not ready at all when I started my business. I was not ready at all when I started my career. I was not ready at all when I started this podcast. I was not ready at all when I started showing up online. But I did it anyways. Be okay with taking risks. I'm a huge introvert. I have immigrant values, which means that we really don't take a lot of risks. We want security. We want predictability. So be okay with taking risks by putting yourself out there and receiving feedback. Feedback is good. Feedback helps you grow. And the last thing I wanted to mention is be okay with making mistakes. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're not perfect. And we all make mistakes. And that is what makes us relatable. That's something else that goes hand in hand with personal branding. That is what attracts people to you. It's what are the things that you have in common with that person? What are the things that are relatable to that person? What are the things that makes that person look and feel more human? So that is what I have for you today in this episode. I certainly hope that it was helpful. I certainly hope that it gave you some actionable tips on how to go out there and create your own personal brand. Because even if you're a job seeker, you're building your own business or whatever it is you are in life, having a personal brand is critical today. And it always will be critical because it's what people are going to recognize you for. It's how you're going to be able to build your legacy. All right. So I'll see you on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope that it served you well. If you enjoyed it or found it to be something that resonated with you, share that takeaway with me over on Instagram so that the community can also see it. And if you tag me at Side Hustle Experience, I will be sure to reshare it. Your support and feedback means the world to me. I hope to have you back on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out.